Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Bijou Banter. Here in the studio is me, Calvin Leslie, Matthew Hutt, and Orson Cott. We're talking about the two greatest Christmas movies of all time. That's right. They're not even Christmas movies. They're Life Day movies. They're the Star Wars Holiday Special, the classic from 1978, and the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special from 2020. And we're going to start with the original because it's the most classic and it's the best thing ever made ever with a star rating of 2.1 on IMDb. It was directed by Steve Binder, David Acumba, written by Rod Warren and Bruce Valanche, who I doubt ever saw work again, and starred all the Star Wars people. What did we think? It's absolutely terrible. I mean, it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, I can see why people like my parents who grew up with that hate it because, you know, it's just absolutely, it's garbage. But for us, maybe it's kind of like, I wouldn't say nostalgic, but like, it's so good, it's bad. Kind of like The Room a little bit where it's like, oh, you can watch it, but you can have fun with it by like making fun of it. That's what the kind of vibe I got. But like, since it's my first time seeing it, I guess for my first watching, I was just kind of like, no, I see what people are talking about. Maybe on rewatches throughout the years, I'll have more fun with it. But yeah, kind of like what I said, I can totally see this being one that like, is just so cheesy and bad, but it's great. Yeah, I've seen this, um, excuse me, I've seen this multiple times, actually, and just to give a little history, the Star Wars Holiday Special came out in 1978, a year after A New Hope, so it's technically considered the first official Star Wars spinoff, but it was so negatively received back in the day that it has never re-aired since 1978, nor has it ever been released officially on any sort of home, home video. So the only way people are able to see it are through like bootlegs and it got like a cult resurgence with the advent of like the internet and stuff. And yeah, everything people say is is true. It is an absolute disaster, but at the same time, it is very important. And I feel like it's kind of like an icon of not only Star Wars, but pop culture. Because when everyone thinks of like the most ridiculous sort of cash grab to um, back off the success of like a previously established franchise, like the holiday special is one of the things that you immediately think of because it's just so absurd that like why did any of these people think this was a good idea like how could this have gone through any sort of you know approval and actually get aired but at the same time for that reason it's kind of fascinating like we're never going to see anything like this again i feel like i wish we could see more things like it i think it's a terrible terrible film but it is hilarious and amazing all at the same time like just the fact like it's terrible and it's funny because it's terrible but the fact that all the people from star wars like carrie fisher james earl jones like mark hamill i can't believe i almost forgot mark hamill's name harrison ford like everybody signed on for it even though it was awful and you can tell that they are just high the entire time and it's absolutely hilarious but i feel like the only reason maybe they, they, I wouldn't say they were tricked into signing on. Maybe there was something in their contract that's like, hey, if this movie does well, we got sequels and a spinoff possibly. But like, they're not in the movie that much. More, I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're the stars of the show. But like, they maybe each have like one or two scenes, but like, and they don't really do much. They have like one small scene each and then they're all together at the end where I was like, okay, you know, and the voiceover scene for the animation. Other than that, it, I was kind of surprised because I was like, I can see why maybe they signed on because they didn't, really probably know what it was about and they're like well i'll give george a favor because they he wants these guys you know they want us so you know that's kind of my my takeaway from it they just didn't know well speaking speaking of george uh, george lucas um he particularly did not like this production he said 
most famously, if I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every copy of that special and smash it, which as much as I dislike this, I think George Lucas should be ashamed of like, like far more things. Like he should definitely be more ashamed of like what he did with Jar Jar Binks and Howard the Duck. I think he should smash every copy of those before he touches the holiday special. But I agree with what I agree with you said, Orson. Like they have the cast of Star Wars, like fresh off the first movie, but they don't use them at all, probably because they were they would have been too expensive. So instead we focus on Chewbacca's family, which is absolutely wonderful. You know, we get to hear all their growling and roars without without English subtitles. It's it's glorious. Are you insulting my best friend Lumpawaru, Chewie's child? Because Lumpy I do not mama. allow that. <laughs> I um yeah the Star Wars people were probably too expensive to have for more than like a second but even the split seconds that they are on is just like Harrison Ford doesn't remember making the special Mark Hamill is clearly stoned and Carrie Fisher too. oh my god they forced her to sing this crappy song it is <laughs> hilarious jeez but Matthew why did you say it was important I, I think it's important because this because this was before Empire Strikes Back. And for that reason, this is the first time that there was even the idea of expanding the Star Wars universe. Like as as awful as this is and as terrible, like they ex- terribly executed as it it's not funny, it's way too long, it doesn't make any sense. This was the first attempt at showing that Star Wars is bigger than a movie. It can be we can make a special, we can make sequels, we can make TV series. And it just shows that this world is just so vast and, cr- and can be creative, even though this is a creative failure. So for that reason, I feel like this is a very important piece of Star Wars history. And I, I've, I'm one of those people that think this should be seen more by people. I think this should get an official release. I don't think they should hide it because not only will, it want, will people want to seek it out more by illegally and stuff, but it's because like I said, it's it's the first official Star Wars spinoff, really, as, if we're not counting like books and all that. But yeah, that that's my take on it. I my opinion with the the fan fiction trilogy that came out a couple of years ago, I will defend Last Jedi. I think what they did was very ballsy. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but I like what they did with it because it's different from what we know with Star Wars and it just took it in a new direction. But, uh, you know, there are still a lot of people that really don't like it. And there are some things in it that are really quite stupid. But I feel like if you look at that, you will be very more appreciative of, you know, what we got a couple of years ago versus what we were getting, you know, back 40 years ago. Because yeah, like Matthew said, and we're all saying this was terrible. It literally makes no sense. A lot of the things having like, what is it? Jefferson Starship or something come in and like sing some retro song. And so like, yeah, we didn't really, a lot of people aren't really too happy with the trilogy from 2015 to 2019, but it makes you appreciate it just a little bit more. Cause it's like, at least now people were able to understand you have to have like some cohesiveness with telling a Star Wars story. I think Jefferson Starship was a perfect addition. I mean, Starship is in their name. It was cool. What else more could you want? The, the problem with the Star Wars holiday special too is that there's like no plot essentially. Like if we were to describe the plot, basically it's Han and Chewie have to go back to uh, Chewbacca's family on the planet Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day, which we never we never know like what Life Day is really about. They never explain the origin of this holiday. So I don't know, it could just be a regular Tuesday for all that, for all I care. But 
in between all that are a bunch, it's essentially a variety special. You got all these really, really terrible like skits essentially. So I, I don't even know like where to start. Like where do we, do we just go in order of like what I think happens? We start with the Wookiee porn. I think there's no other, real, <laughs> no other place to begin. Yeah, that dying Carol. Um, it's so bad. The only way to describe it is Chewie's father is given a hollow tape that said what's that like it'll excite you or something like that something, then it's yeah. diane carroll dancing around scantily clad and chewy's dad gets all excited and it's wookie porn it's just straight up implied that it's pornography and it's terrible i, I, I will but, say though go ahead I, well if we're gonna go back before the wookie porn the first problem i feel like like i said we're, we're introduced to chewbacca's family and they just growl like with that Chewbacca noise, but there's no subtitles. We don't know what they're saying. So it's literally five straight minutes of just like, it's just like, we don't, like, it's just noise. Like, how is it supposed to be entertaining? I don't know if anybody knows this. Do we know if there were subtitles when they released it? They just weren't on the copy we watched or like any copy? No, I don't, I don't think there were because uh, the only way people were able to see this was just from. Uh, if they were happened to record it on TV oh. back in '78, so there were no subtitles. Okay, that's weird. Now I didn't. Know. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Because cinema is a visual medium, and we don't need to understand what they're saying, despite them not doing anything at all. Oh my god! I will say though that this holiday special did introduce two very important things for Star Wars. It introduced Kashyyyk as the home of the Wookiees. And it introduced Boba Fett. So everybody who really, really likes Boba Fett has this special to thank. And I will say the animated section wasn't as bad as the rest of it. It was still bad, but it wasn't like truly awful. That Yeah, I think that was the best part of the movie. Just the thing to bring it down is it's cheesy, but like it wasn't terrible. It was, you know, that was the part I was like lo most looking forward to because I knew there was an animated sequence in it. And everybody's like yeah that's like the best part of what we actually have so that was quite enjoyable because and i thought the animation actually itself was kind of cool it looked a little bit like out of a, like an old retro comic book for for me like i i just like the fact that this is where boba fett first appeared like that's just like the the, the cartoon itself everyone thinks is the best part i don't think it's the best part of the special because for me the animation is absolutely horrendous uh like all the character designs look like they were like made together with play-doh and put in a microwave or something they just look so bad like han solo his eyes oh, are like yeah, that was shrunken in and it looks so un unselling and there's one shot of luke where luke is just like staring like like his eyes are like wide open it's like he has like like cocaine eyes essentially but yeah introduces boba fett and he even has like the same gun that um mando uses in the mandalorian which is a pretty interesting reference but yeah well boba so fett has that gun on his back in in the rest of the trilogy I think. Oh, true. Yeah. But he never uses it, though. No, and because Darth Vader says, no disintegrations. Then he's like, whatever. And then he says, put Captain Solo in the car cargo hold, and then he gets his ass handed to him. Oh, speaking of Darth Vader, I love how the only bit of Darth Vader in the special is just stock footage from A New Hope. <laughs> Absolutely. But James Earl Jones did voice um, Darth Vader in the, uh, the animated part. They still got him, despite yeah everything they still got james earl jones for that they got everyone except the guy that played r2d2 in the credits which is funny 
they just they credit r2d2 as r2d2 <laughs> which i don't know if they actually didn't get him or not but if they, they did get him and they credit him as r2d2 that's spectacularly terrible i i i looked into it they they didn't get kenny baker it was it was a remote controlled um unit essentially ah bb8 before bb8 yeah although if they could have managed to stuff someone into bb8 for the sequel trilogy that would have been inhumane but really fascinating what else is there to talk about there's just like i don't after the, the, cook, the, the, anime, the cooking just, the cooking show oh yeah the cooking show I thought that was kind of funny. At first, I was like, what is this? This scene is ridiculous. But then you see the other hand just, like, come out. And I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. That's clearly, like, someone behind them. I thought that was pretty clever. That's, like, the kind of humor I like. But even that's what was that rhythm she was repeating? It stuck in my head for, like, 20 minutes while watching the special. It was crazy. Like stir, whip, stir, whip, whip, yeah. whip, stir. That was yeah, heart. so dumb. The whole special is just spectacularly dumb. Even that like long-winded musical bit in the cantina after. I, oh yeah, I love that part. Honestly, that's my favorite part of the whole special. It's like it's this the... drunk guy hitting on the bartender, and she's not into it. I was like, whoa. Well, but like the, the actual musical number, I think is so. It, it, it's honestly really catchy, and I I do like that song. Like th that's probably the best part of the whole special, for me even though it's like they're introduced to it it's like propaganda it's like now it's time for life on Tatooine. we hope that like your lives will be better by looking at how bad the citizens lives on Tatooine are it's it's they insult they insult the people of Tatooine in, into our for our amusement well living on Tatooine's gotta not be fun everybody we've ever met on Tatooine who enjoys well nobody enjoys it Anakin didn't Luke didn't Shmee didn't um also, that woman was played by B. Arthur. Yeah. B. Arthur. She's better than that. <laughs> yeah, this has guest stars. It has B. Arthur. Um, Harvey Corman plays the uh the cooking show host, as well as um the uh oh, what that, that awful scene when he's playing like uh the instructional cassette droid when Mumpy's like putting together that computer, like that's him. Art Carney plays San Dan, the traitor who comes into Chewbacca's like family's house, and then obviously Diane Carroll and Jefferson Starship. And the guy who played Boba Fett was technically a guest star because, I mean, he wasn't a part of anything yet. He just died the other day ago. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Peace. And I wake tomorrow morning. That sucks. Damn. Oh, a different guy. Okay, I just looked at one of their IMDBs because two people are listed and it said he died in like the 1980s. And I was like, that's not. But Don Franks. Don Franks also. Oh, it's a different guy, apparently. Um, neither of these people actually voiced Boba Fett. Shoot. So, something that I. I like to think about when, when watching this special is that I, I've seen it multiple times. This is the first time I saw it in one sitting. Like the, the other two times I had to like take breaks from it because it was like, this is so bad. I, I, need, I need to do something else. First time I watched it from beginning to end in one go. I just always think, I wonder what people in 1978 thought when they saw this on TV. Like, I just can't imagine what it would have been like 
like just kids and adults being like, oh my God, it's like, it's like a sequel to Star Wars before Empire Strikes Back. This is going to be awesome. And you turn it on, it's just a bunch of Wookiees howling and like Wookiee porn and like this really cruddy cartoon. Just like, I can't fathom what it must have been like to watch this at the time. Like we're watching it, we watched it now just for like a meme, essentially. That's what, that's what the holiday special has become, a giant meme in Star Wars. But how is anyone supposed to take this seriously back then? I bet it was probably not well received. I talked to my dad about it last night and he was like, oh, it's going to be a difficult one. And he was like, even when I first watched it, he was probably like, I don't know, 10 or something at the time. He was like, wasn't good. I was like, I could see there being a lot of excitement around it because, you know, first follow up to Star Wars, but then just a lot of disappointment. But it's so surprising because then people went to go see Empire Strikes Back, which is like, you know, in a lot of people's minds, the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah, talk about a glow up from the Star Wars Christmas special to Empire Strikes Back. Personally, I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie ever made, but that's that's not what we're talking about. Sorry, Matthew. What were you, you saying? You get the worst Star Wars thing followed by the best Star Wars thing. Yeah. That's a clever marketing strategy. But if 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 it was to be a marketing strategy, technically Empire Strikes Back should have flopped hard then after this. But it didn't. Everybody, actually, when Empire Strikes Back came out, it wasn't well received like at all. People thought, yeah, oh, it got when I came out, and they were like, "This rocks." It was what everybody thought was going to happen to the Last Jedi, and then didn't happen to the Last Jedi because of a lot of reasons. A lot of Star Wars has gotten so complicated over the years. I wish we could just go back to when it was a simple six movies and a holiday special that was dumb. It's interesting, but I'm pretty it's interesting now because right. they're starting to like retcon stuff that they've already done. That like they see people aren't liking. They're like, we're not going to, that doesn't work anymore. So we're doing our own thing now. You can see it with like Mandalorian and stuff. They're like, they're just trying to fix it because like you said, it's so convoluted now and it's just like so hard to follow. It's like when you bring people on to do things, you need to have like a, a clear plan. I'm not saying everything has to follow the MCU, but it's like, if you're going to have this you know, giant cinematic universe fairly because Star Wars did kind of start it in a way, you know, you need to have a plan. So that's just been interesting to see over the past couple of years what they're like, this is in, this is not in anymore. But that holiday special, it's always going to be in. It's yeah, that's my question. Do we count it as canon? Of course it should be. It's Baca's family, which he has. I think they're shown in Revenge of the Sith or hinted at in Revenge of the Sith. It's Life Day, which they then expound upon in the Lego Star Wars holiday special, which isn't like canon, but still. Um, Kashyyyk is canon, Boba Fett's canon. It's all canon. I I think that, or, well, obviously back when it came out, it, was, it had to be canon. This is the only other Star Wars like content out. I think, but once uh, Disney bought Star Wars, it ended up reverting to Legends, but I don't care. I consider this canon because it has the original cast like you said, Kashyyyk is brought is mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. It's the it's the Wookiee planet. Uh, Life Day is mentioned in various other Star Wars properties, like the Mandalorian. So it, it's canon. Like I don't I don't care what people say. As as bad as it is, and people want to forget about it, this is still a part of the greater Star Wars mythos. And it is the best part. It's so hilarious. Yeah, like I I joked on Letterbox saying that this is both the greatest and worst thing to ever happen to Star Wars. For, for both reasons, like, yeah, it's, it's horrendous, but it's just like, this is the start, and it introduced Boba Fett, 
too. So we introduced both, but probably one of the most popular Star Wars characters of all time. And just brought up the idea that Star Wars is bigger, it, it bigger than just a movie. Like it all reverts back to this, this massive failure, which is so interesting. And no one seems to credit that. It will forever be the unsung hero of Star Wars movies. However, the much sung villain of Star Wars movies. I don't think anybody's ever going to let this go. And I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think George Lucas could have an infinite amount of time and you would never be able to track down every copy of the Star Wars holiday special. Well, him saying that too, it's like, I like how he said that if I had the time and a sledgehammer to like smash everything, he's, he probably says, like, oh yeah, you shouldn't watch this. Him saying that just made me, after I heard him say that, I just, I was like, I need to watch this like right now. Like I need to find a copy. Like he's not, he didn't help it in any way. If anything, he probably made it worse because now so many people have seen the holiday special, it, which is which is trying to get people to not see. So he kind of, his plan kind of backfired. Also, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's also interesting to see that like, now because of the Star Wars holiday special has gained this cult following with the resurgence of Star Wars over the past 10 years, especially. They're doing another holiday special for another Disney property, Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're crediting the Star Wars holiday specials. Like, yeah, that's the inspiration. Do I think it'll be as terrible? I doubt it. But like, it's interesting to see that like, there are still filmmakers out there who are like, no, like it's, you know, it's relevant to what we want to do. We want to, you know, make a satire kind of, of what they did because they clearly were trying to take it seriously back in the seventies, but this is kind of going to like joke on it, but actually make it work. Wait, they're doing a guardians of the galaxy's holiday special. It comes out December, 2022 on Disney plus 2022. Come on. They, they better get like some, I don't know, like some famous like comedians or like artists to be like guest stars on that. Like, They've got to they get Mark get... Hamill. They've got to get Mark Hamill. I mean, how could you not? Like, get, get Mark Hamill to do like comedy bits. Yeah. And then I, I was going to say Carrie Fisher, but she died. I was going to say if Carrie Fisher was still alive, she should come and sing like a song at the end. <laughs> Billy Lord could do it. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Might be a little sad though. All right, we're almost out of time on the holiday special, believe it or not. Final thoughts on this truly masterclass of cinematic auteurship? It just falls into the category of so good it's bad. I think now, I didn't think about it the way, you know, Matthew had brought up, but it is important to the Star Wars, you know, lore and what it was able to do, you know. It was the first Star Wars sequel, spinoff, whatever you want to call it. So it's interesting to see that, you know, it was terrible at first, but people have gained this cult following. It'll make me curious to see, you know, with other bad Star Wars movies, and you can even see it with the prequel trilogy, that, you know, people didn't like it when it came out, but now it's kind of been like, yeah, it's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. So I'll be curious to see if this is just a trend that continues with Star Wars throughout the years. As, as much as I acknowledge how important this is for Star Wars in general, I still can't deny that this is the worst thing to ever grace the Star Wars name. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous and unfunny, very, very boring, and just like so cringeworthy that I can't, it, 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 like I can recommend it as just like a guilty pleasure or if you just get drunk, like, or something and just like have fun and like riff tracks it, go right ahead. But it's, if you just watch it like by yourself, like on your own, actually try to like seriously dissect it or pay, pay give your whole attention, to it, it's really hard to sit through. So, I guess I'd have to give it a one out of 10 for actual enjoyment, but in terms of like importance, 
in the greater Star Wars universe and sort of like as a so bad it's a good movie, it's a 10 out of 10. But real rating, one out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I kind of um I kind of love this movie. I'm a sucker for anything that's so bad it's good. Like MST3K is one of my one of my favorites. A foundational experience for me was MST3K. And it's just absolutely perfect in its stupidity and hilarity. And my favorite scenes are when Mark Hamill is talking at the camera and he clearly is on something powerful because, oh my God, it's perfect. And like eyeliner. I don't know if anybody else saw yeah. eyeliner. That was weird. His, his hair is like parted too to like cover his like eye, like his left eyebrow. I think that might be, I don't know when Mark Hamill got into his car accident, but he might've gotten into his car accident between A New Hope and the Holiday Special. He might have actually been high on painkillers or something. And then, Probably. Yeah, because then in Empire Strikes Back, they had to do the Wampa thing to cover up his scar. Come on, Mala, let's see a little smile. There, that's better. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to the technically better holiday special, the Lego Star Wars holiday special, directed by Ken Cunningham. That's a good name, Ken Cunningham. And written by david shane starring practically no people from star wars except kelly marie tran and billy d williams and technically d bradley baker uh and anthony daniels that's weird but yeah it's about ray time traveling throughout all of star wars and trying to get back to kashyyyk for life day to hang out with finn poe and rose how'd we like it i actually thought this was relatively enjoyable i mean I think it's unfair for me to be like, this is good or this is bad because it's not directed towards my our age demographic because it's clearly meant for little kids. So it'd be interesting to see like what my, you know, cousins, kids would think about this or something. But yeah, I thought for what it was, it was pretty cute and it did the right thing with this holiday special. It was only like 45 minutes or something. It doesn't need to be an hour and a half, but I, it was kind of, you know, I wouldn't say cringy at times, but just kind of like, eh, again, not meant for me, but I honestly thought the time travel elements were pretty fun. Like when they go back to some classic scenes, that was fun to see how like they kind of Avengers endgamed it or like they kind of screwed it up a little bit or just messed with the timeline. I thought that was fun to see. I, I actually really enjoyed it. T to my surprise, I feel like this, the idea of doing like a Lego Star Wars holiday special, just kind of like a 45 minute direct to TV thing it didn't need to be as good as it did they could have easily just like been like oh it's just like a crappy thing for kids we don't have to try but they i feel like they actually tried because it was not only really charming and creative but it was genuinely funny like i i, I saw it when it first came out like it came out on the same day as the original star wars holiday special did november 17th which is a pretty funny thing and i remember watching it with a friend of mine we just we were actually like genuinely laughing not not at it but with it because it is very like it is a very creative movie or short i guess and i do like that time travel aspect in a way it's kind of like a big tribute to all of star wars in a way just not only going to the original trilogy but also the prequels the sequel trilogy even mandalorian in some instances too it's just it, it's a really it's a celebration of star wars that i think is more respectful than anything found in the sequel trilogy in my opinion at least I also very much liked it. I don't know why that. I thought I was going to be the black sheep in this regard, but I thought it was really fun. Um, it did pay a lot of homage to Star Wars, but it also like knowingly did it, which I think Lego always does really well. Like just having Obi-Wan, like practically having Obi-Wan's only line be hello there was perfect. 
don't know if anybody who listens to this looks at prequel memes, but it's a, it's a classic prequel meme and it's amazing. And like having Darth Maul just be like the top of his torso and like crawling around and all of it. And like they even poked fun at the sequel trilogy a little bit. And I defend the sequel trilogy much more than many people do. But like when Kylo Ren was like, and then Darth Vader throws you down the reactor shaft and there's no coming back from that. It, I thought it nailed everything just, just perfectly. I do wish that they'd gotten more people from the actual movies to come back just because, I don't know. I feel like if Kelly Marie Tran is willing to come back and she literally had the worst possible experience with Star Wars in the history of the world, I feel like Daisy Ridley could probably hop into a voice booth for a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because like a lot of the main stars of you know the sequel trilogy trilogy have come out and said, I wasn't given a lot to work with, but I'm, you know, my time is done and I wish I could do more or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like if you want to do more, you could have reached out. I, I mean, I don't know if Disney did or not, but like, you know, it was only 40 minutes. It doesn't take that long to go into a recording booth, maybe like an hour or two and record a couple of lines. So I, yeah, I agree with you. I kind of wish, you know, they got more people to come back, especially Finn. Like he was like the biggest wasted character in the sequel trilogy, but this, they kind of tried to give him a little bit to do in a way. And so it would have been nice to see, you know, John Boyega come back because he's just, he's a great actor. Although John Boyega has had, um, he's come out and said a lot about how like he w- didn't like being a part of Star Wars because they expected him to be grateful. Like you're in Star Wars. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't give me anything to work with. And you sidelined my character and gave him no depth. And how dare you? So I understand him, but like, come on, Ray, you were the main star. <laughs> He's probably too expensive now, but I don't know if Mark Hamill can, I don't know. I probably shouldn't criticize, but I thought it would have been cool if she'd come back. I don't know. Uh, how does it stack up to the original though? Is the real, the real question. It's, it's kind of incomparable, I feel like, because they're totally different. Because obviously they learn from their mistakes that, that they made with the holiday special, the original one 40 years ago. And even then, I don't consider this a sequel to the original holiday special. It just uses it in like name only as kind of a, as a cute reference for like hardcore Star Wars fans. Because most, I assume most children aren't going to understand the holiday special like reference, like in name. They'd be like, oh, it's just a Christmas special then. But they don't understand what it actually meant for Star Wars. I will say that this one, it, it definitely feels more like Star Wars. There's no, like, there's no Wookiee porn. There's no Jefferson Starship. There's no, like, there's no, like, variety show elements. But in a way, it's still kind of, it does expand upon in the Star Wars universe in a weird way, because it does introduce time travel and how, how that could affect the chain of events seen throughout the entire saga, as we know it, even though this is obviously not canon, unlike the original uh, special. I do, I do feel like, if I were, how, how to describe this, I think as bad as the original one is, I think that one has a bit more rewatch value just because it's like, it's so bad that it's like, I need to show this to people like right away. Like I, I try to show the holiday special like like as many people as I can around Christmas time. Cause it's like, you gotta see this. It's so ridiculous. This one, I don't see it nearly as much cause it feels like, first of all, it's Lego. So some people be like, oh, I wanna watch Lego figures for like 45 minutes. That's like for kids. But also because as a story is kind of meh, it's not the most special. And even the time travel aspect was used probably much better in Avengers Endgame. And they try to do a similar thing here. So, but at the same time, I'm comparing a 45 minute Lego special to an hour and a half long uh, Star Wars special with the original cast from like 40 years prior. So 
I don't know. That that's why I think. I think what this one did better, and it's still they didn't even do it as much, which I find funny for both the original and this one. But again, this one did it better. It's not really a holiday special, minus like a couple scenes with like some holiday stuff. It's just kind of like a Star Wars thing and like, oh, you know, it takes place, I'm assuming, around the December time. So I kind of wish, you know, maybe it actually had like more of a, both of them have more of a Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate theme to it. But for, I, yeah, I think that this one at least did it better than the original did because that one, it didn't even like do it at all. What are you talking about? Everything with, um, like there's, if anything, I thought this was too like, Christmassy in ter- instead of like holiday or life day like they're putting up a tree in the Millennium Falcon well yeah that's what it did good presents and they're roasting I forget what they call it but they're roasting a turkey like I thought it was extremely holiday themed the stuff well, is great, but it, does, it doesn't make any sense though because technically Star Wars takes place in a, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so technically there wouldn't be Christmas so life day well, Life Day is not Christmas, though. I mean, maybe it's the precursor to Christmas, but I don't know. Like, there was never any, there was never a scene in the original where, where uh, Lumpy, Itchy, and Mala are setting up a Life Day tree or, like, lighting Life Day candles or something. Like, there's none of that. At least this one. This one, you could tell it's like, okay, they're clearly trying to imply that Life Day is Christmas in the Star Wars universe, but it still feels way too much like our Christmas. So that's why it's kind of strange. Yeah, I get that. Although... They did bring back Max Rebo to sing instead of Carrie Fisher. Although I guess he didn't sing. Finn sung Jingle Bells in like a weird fake space language. But still, they brought back Max Rebo and I love him. I love a lot about the special. The time travel I did think worked really well. I think it was very worrying because it, for a moment I was like, what does this do to the actual timeline? And I was like, wait, it's Lego. It doesn't matter in the slightest at all. One thing that was a nitpick, but I kind of, you know, I get it. This didn't have the budget of any of those Warner Brothers Lego movies. The animation, I thought, I mean, it's pretty typical of like a small kind of direct DVD TV Lego movie, but it's like, oh, I kind of wish maybe it was a little bit kind of like the stop motion aspect of like the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. Ninjago Lego 2 whatever but yeah I thought for what the animation was it was it was cute it was what it was I I do really like how what I like about just all Lego um films like not just the the Lego movie or the Lego Batman movie but even like just sort of these like little shorts that they, they would put on like the Lego website back in the day is like their sense of humor is very sort of um self-reliant not not self-reliant that's not the word it's very self-aware I feel like Like they they know that it's just kind of a goofy thing like one of my favorite lines is when um they're about to enter the uh, prequels and I forget who the characters were because I saw it like a month ago they're like oh like like why why do we have to talk about like space politics or like the taxation like they're making fun of how and like that's everyone always makes fun of that in Phantom S when it's like in the opening title cross like about the taxation and trade federation like no one wants to hear about that kind of crap when they're watching Star Wars and they and they're aware of that and also like with the hello there part like that it's just it's really cute and i like i like it when star wars kind of makes fun of itself in a way they acknowledge that the fans think that something's either stupid or annoying and to me that they just kind of go along with it because it's almost like it's sort of like a gift to the fans i think this also opens the door if they're ever wanting to do something like this again maybe not a holiday special but just a lego star wars kind of special it'd be interesting to see if they'd be you know 
they take it kind of edgy and actually add like Lego Star Wars characters into the real world, if that makes sense. Like there's a time portal Ray and Finn go through and like now they're in like current day, but it's all Lego, obviously. I think that'd be kind of interesting if they, you know, saw the success of like, oh, we're poking fun at, you know, the past stuff we've done. What if we go into present time and poke fun at the people who didn't like Star Wars things or who do like Star Wars things? That'd be pretty interesting to see. They might do that, but I could only really see them doing that in like a bigger budget Lego movie style thing. And admittedly, probably just because the Lego movie did that. But I don't know. I feel like they might just keep it to the Star Wars universe, which I'm fine with. There's like a billion Lego Star Wars specials already out there. So they might have already done it. I just haven't seen them all. Yeah, like they've done like the, the Padawan Menace and... I think, I think way back in the day, they did like Revenge of the Brick and the search for R2-D2, which they put on the Lego website like 10 or 15 years ago. I remember watching that as a kid. And and, th- and all, those, all those shorts had the same sort of like sense of humor and style to it. The animation was definitely a lot more on the simple side, but it still, kind of, it still felt like the characters in a way. Which is why I really like about the Lego these Lego shorts is that they still they don't feel insulting to the original trilogy. They definitely feel it, you could tell that they're fans and they really really care about them. And there is this great amount of respect for the not just the trilogy but just the whole Star Wars universe. And that's how I felt with this special is that it acknowledges just how grand Star Wars can be and how like all these like all the fans love every single one of these trilogies to some degree. Someone may not like the prequels, but someone may love the sequels, for example, like something like that. It's just, a, it's a celebration of just everything Star Wars. And it's one of those like fan ideas, kind of like with what they did with Endgame, just all these heroes coming together and just like duking it out. Sim- similar with this, like when they're fighting on Tatooine, like in the most ridiculous ways, it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, I think them sort of giving the fans exactly what they want is, is exactly right, especially like when they're fighting on Tatooine, there's a bit where Han Solo's, the two Han Solos are looking at each other and like, you want to shoot first or should I? After you. And then they start fighting. And it's very much just like, like they knew what they were doing. Um, like they even had a little bit with from The Mandalorian. I'm very happy I caught up on season one because it actually would have been a tiny little spoiler if I hadn't. But like with Mando and the child and they just go, oh, so cute. And then they keep fighting and it's, it's perfect. I love it so much. This whole special makes me want to go back and replay Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga on the Wii, if anybody knows what that is. A classic game. It made, it made me feel nostalgic, that's for sure. Because I haven't, you know, obviously seen any of the Lego Star Wars specials you guys mentioned. I mean, I probably did years ago, but I don't remember them. But it definitely made me want to kind of see what else they've done with, like, these characters. Yeah, I think the only other one I've seen is the Padawan Menace. And then I won the Lego Star Wars Yoda Chronicles at a Bijou screening my freshman year, which I don't know. I think it was for our May the 4th secret screening, which I don't think we can still legally talk about, even though it was totally legal. And if Disney listens to this, it was legal, but one of the stipulations was we couldn't talk about it. Um, That's weird. It is. It was a weird thing. But I got Lego Star Wars The Yoda Chronicles, and I still haven't watched it, even though I should. Even though I still haven't watched, like, a million other things I got at Bijou, including a Criterion collection. But that's a whole other thing. Um, 
the one thing that they didn't do that I wish they did when they were time traveling, they never went back to the original special. I mean, they had like the homage with Chewie's family being in the Millennium Falcon, but they never like, I don't know. That's all they did. They, they should have done like, um, I don't know. They, they crash land on like at the end of the original special once all the Wookiees just like congregating for life day. And then they just like kind of crash down and be like, what the heck? That's a terrible song you're singing. I didn't think of that. That would have been fun. They, they're clearly and then and then all and then all the Wookies fall down that hole, and then they have like a big fight, like all, all those Wookies in robes. Imagine that. Dang, that Go ahead. No, I just said, dang, that would have been cool. Also, they didn't have uh, my favorite aspect of Lego Star Wars since the first day I played Lego Star Wars Two on the Nintendo DS, uh, which is they didn't have Chewbacca rip out anybody's arms. Because that's very funny and like oh and I they didn't have it. I didn't realize that I was missing it until the credits rolled, but I missed it. I missed it a lot. It definitely the short reminded me a lot of the characters from the sequel trilogy. I didn't remember. Like those little droids they introduced in the last one. Wasn't Babu frickin' this or something? I thought he showed up at one point. I, was like, I don't think, yeah, I think he did. Friend. Yeah. Yeah, he like shows up towards the end, I think. I was like, Oh yeah, that guy. That's the guy that was like kind of funny in the Rise yeah. of Skywalker. And Dio was in it. I love Dio. Yeah, Dio. Who's Dio? Oh, is that like the little other droid? The cone, the cone robot. Yeah. yeah and he like rolls around on a wheel and he's all cute and adorable. Yeah, that was yes. fun to see him. Everybody showed up. Even Lando showed up. Billy D. Williams carved out time in his schedule, which I guess he's probably, probably not, isn't. I don't think he's doing much, though. He's got Lando coming soon. I don't know if that's going to be him or Donald Glover, but... I think it's, I think Don, it's, I think it's Donald Glover. Yeah. Or it might be him and his daughter, like, searching the universe for her mother or something. Isn't she the, wait, like, isn't she the other one who came back to that actress? Right? Maybe. She probably is. Let me double check. Hold on. I navigated away from the Lego Star Wars idea MDB page. Like a total fool. But I saw a poster, like, fun fact, uh, there's a poster for this movie that's just a Lego hand, and it says, to Luke from your father, and I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. It's funny. Wait, what was that character's name? It's been a long time since I've seen The Last, or The Rise of Skywalker. I don't remember. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody. So probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. That's a shame. Did they really go back to the sequel trilogies when they were time traveling? I can't recall. A couple times. They went to see like Kylo Ren with his shirt off. Oh, right. Yeah. And they. Well, it takes place like during the sequel trilogy, I guess. Oh, right, yeah. Ray has her lightsaber. Yeah. I, I mean, I know this is not canon, but technically, this is the most recent part of the Star Wars universe because it takes place after Rise of Skywalker. It is. But it's not, it, it's not canon, though, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Oh, well. It's the only action we'll see out of a yellow lightsaber until they make some old Republic Star Wars trilogy because they won't let Star Wars die. But that's a whole, a whole other thing. I have a lot of opinions about Star Wars. As with most straight white cis men, I have a lot of opinions about Star Wars. But... At least I enjoy Max Rebo. I know it's a stupid thing to get stuck on, but I really, really like that Max Rebo got um, got brought back. 
I always thought he was really cute when I was a kid. I don't know what else there is to say. I feel like it's just a cute little special. Yeah, it was pretty simple. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. The action's funny. The like they know what to do. Yeah. Final thoughts on it, I guess. Yeah, kind of just like what I just said. I think it was a pretty sweet film. I think it's unfair for me to say this is great or this is bad. I thought for what it was, it was cute, it was sweet, it was enjoyable, and the time travel elements were pretty fun because that is something that's never been done in Star Wars. Even if it was Lego form, it was still cool to see them at least attempt to try it. I don't think they'll ever actually do it. You know, maybe in 20 years, they'll be like, hey, we're actually going to do this now. You'd be surprised with what they're doing in movies nowadays. Ben Affleck is back as Batman. But yeah, I thought for dumb doing that in the Lego form, it worked pretty well. I, I agree. It was a nice, nice little 45 minute special for the holidays. I think it, it, it just shows just how like kind of I've said this a lot but it shows how devoted Star Wars fans can be just to all these different characters all these different trilogies all these different stories and it's it's sort of like a big love letter to Star Wars fans and in that regard I think it is it's just a fun time like kids can enjoy it hardcore Star Wars fans can enjoy it I think it's good for everybody I'll give it a seven out of ten nice I'm gonna go ahead and give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it dragged a little bit in the second half, but I thought it was really fun, and I enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, it was it was a good time. But that'll do it for this episode, this holiday special of Bijou Banter. Uh, I've been Calvin. I've been Orson. And I've been Matthew. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye.